Welcome to the Radical Self-Belief Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Fogdenmore, the Mojo Maker, and this is your ultimate destination for candid, essential, inspiring advice to get you in the driver's seat of life. Discover exclusive leadership insights, plus proven practical tools and techniques to activate true conscious decision-making for extraordinary results. Reignite your vision, harness effortless energy as we guide you to truly be the CEO of your life as well as your business for absolute sustainable success. Hi guys, welcome to Radical Self-Belief, the Mojo Maker podcast. And if you're watching this on YouTube, a welcome especially I'm your host, Nikki Fogdemore, and I'm absolutely obsessed with putting you in the driver's seat of life for sustainable success. No peaks and troughs, no fake throughs, no woke moments, just really fulfilling your genius spirit and everything and my trifecta of healthy, wealthy, and wise. I'm very excited about this episode's guest who I'm going to shortly introduce, but before we do that, I always like a little bit of housekeeping. First of all, I want to thank you so much for listening and tuning in. And for those of you that have liked and subscribed and even better commented, what radical value you're giving me back to understand the top topics that you'd like to hear about the most and how we can continue to support you on that journey to radically live your very best life, no matter what the landscape. If you can take a moment to drop a subscription onto the YouTube channel, that'd be amazing. Links are below. And I will remind you that all the show notes, links, ideas, Nickyisms, and our guest notes are also going to be on detailsnickyfogdemore.com when this podcast goes live. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome a radical guest, Rebecca Saunders, who is a master magician at creating videos for incredible people. And most importantly today, we want to talk about how people are addicted to catastrophizing everything and her personal journey of radical self-belief. So Rebecca, welcome. Thank you so much. What a fantastic introduction. I'm looking forward to this one. <laughs> I'm very excited too. Now, we first met with a couple of amazing women in Noosa at one of my favorite all-time restaurants, Bistro C, and we've yeah. only just met recently. It would have been a few months ago. So just for the audience listening, what I always do is I put my guests in the hot seat, and I'd love you just to explain who you are and what your journey has been just a little bit uh, before we dive into this episode. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Rebecca Saunders. My clients refer to me as the video ninja. I work with business leaders, course creators, and speakers to have their impact on the world through video. It really makes me sort of all gooey inside to know how many millions of people we're going to reach with all the videos that we create for our clients. And so I'm all about making impact and having the right impact on the world. As a bit of a background though, I moved to Australia when I was 22 with not much more than 500 bucks my passport and a dream to live here. I then built my video production company from the ground up to sponsor myself to stay in the country. I didn't do the usual visa route. And yeah, fast forward 10 years and, and here we are just moving into the next stage of, of me and as I'm sure we're going to dive into the radical changes that I've made personally on the outside to grow the business even further. So thanks for that, Beck. And what I want to do is if you're listening to this, remember, I'm always reminding you to take notes or think, how can this episode resonate with me and what's going to be relevant? So let me tell you the three topics that we're probably going to touch on today or the three takeaways. Number one is the fact that we can make things much easier than perception. 
So taking the path less traveled doesn't mean the path more difficult. Secondly, is the mindset to overcome catastrophizing, concern, judgment, blame, shame, and guilt, and choose self-acceptance and self-belief above and beyond that. And thirdly, three steps that you can do to actually take notes from this little episode today and find courage and conviction to be your wholehearted self, whether it's at work, whether it's in relationships, whether it's with your kids, to reconnect with the art of play and being present in the now. So if you can take those three things away from this episode, then Beck and I have done a radically good job at helping putting you in the driver's seat. So let's touch on the first thing. Beck, we'll go back to your own personal journey. But one of the things that I find in today's mindset is people are addicted to suffering. It's either oh, through yeah. gossip or the catastrophe thinking where, you know, they don't take a leap of faith because what could go wrong? Or I'd really like to do that, but I don't have enough money. Or I'd love to start my own business, however, X, Y, Z. So we, we are like magnetized to things going wrong as the default mechanism to use that story to stay stuck and stay in what I call the false zone of comfort. What happened for you when I met you? You took a ginormous leap of faith in your Mm. own personal journey and you stepped out of catastrophizing the results of judgment and grabbing your life with both hands and being wholeheartedly who you are. Tell us about that journey. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting one. So I guess you have to start it back when I was seven, right? You've got to go back to the the little seven-year-old Rebecca that when she was that age, I started losing all of my hair and ended up with no hair anywhere, no, no eyelashes, no eyebrows, no hair at all. And, you know, it's a hard thing being a kid anyway, going to school and being a little bit different. But when you are very different, there is a lot of extra bullying that goes on shall we say which is tough tough growing up with at the best of times let alone making sure that you are really the odd one out and I then grew up always trying to cover that up I was very fortunate that my mom and our GP at the time fought really hard for me to have real hair wigs which I think if there were kids now you probably wouldn't with the health system get those on the NHS in any way shape or form now was very lucky to get those, was able to then sort of craft my own style, I guess, but covering it up. I was always covering it up. I would wear my wig swimming, you know, all this crazy stuff where I go, I look back at it and go, how uncomfortable must that have been? Really? Like, really, really? And, you know, there were elements there where I was having a lot of fun with my personality. I would change from being blonde to brunette and to redhead and I'd have all the different colors and all the different styles and I had a lot of fun that way. So in a a way, I wasn't necessarily covering it up, but I was covering up the real me with these masks. And then when I moved to Australia, I was doing the same thing. And I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but I would used to take notes of what color hair I was wearing at what meeting so that I always wore the same hair with the same person. Wow. How ridiculous is that? Even saying it out loud, I'm going... Oh yeah, you did that. Like that's that's crazy. And you know, I started to build my network of business owners and fall into my safe space, which ended up being our mutual friends, beautiful space, Janine Garners. And through being part of her mastermind and meeting some amazing women, you know, there was the whole Becky, you should just just be you. Like your business will skyrocket if you're just if you're just you. You're constantly talking about finding your own style and being your own unique self on camera 
you're not living it though. And I think those conversations happened for three or four years. I knew family at the very, like we met at the last sort of stage of me going, stuff it. Like, let's just see what happens. You know, it's been a pandemic. I also wear glasses. So try wearing glasses with a mask, with a wig in Australian heat. Like that something had to give. <laughs> and the give yeah. was the hair's got to go. Let's see what happens. And I just dived all in. I just genuinely thought, okay, what's, what's the worst that can happen? And the worst in my head hasn't happened like, at all in well, any what, level. What is, first of all, you know, thank you for sharing such an insightful and vulnerable revelation that you took notes as to what meetings and who was there and what hair, wig, the colour of your hair you were wearing. Like, yeah. you know, I think when we listen to stories where people overcome extreme self-doubt and bullying and cruelty and lack of sense of being able to accept themselves, it's very hard to put yourself in those shoes. You can kind of go, oh, that sounds terrible. But to have those little sound bites, which give you insight into all the work behind the scenes mm. that you go to, to be normal. Yeah. Uh, right. It's, yeah. You know, and yet we're in a society where with reality TV and you know, you know, all these, I mean, we could name so many shows where abnormal is celebrated. It's just, mm. you know, but in the mainstream, so to speak, there's still not that flow. So thank you for sharing that. When I met you, I remember having that conversation across the, you know, the table and that kicked off a great relationship together, just yeah. in supporting you even virtually. What were you afraid of? Do you think, did you write those down? I listed them down. I was definitely afraid of judgment, huge judgment. I was scared that people would, there was it sort of split into two. So personally, I was like, are people just going to think I'm sick? Like all the time. It's not a normal sort of look when you've lost hair and eyelashes. People just assume you've got cancer, you're going through chemo and like, oh, how am I going to have to have those conversations all the time? So that was the, one of the big things. But then professionally it goes, well, ooh, I'm not just doing this in my own safety of my friendships and circle and my quiet office. I am putting it out in the world. I'm on video every week. I'm on stories every day. Ooh, I'm now actually putting it out into the world world, not just my local community world. And what are, what are the backlashes going to be on there? So I was just expecting all this barrage of hate I guess, or, or judgment of mainly I was fully expecting trolls that have absolutely no idea. And that's what they do to get kicks out of life. And I've had a few, like fair enough, but the most part, none of those eventuated for the most part. So that programming, because when you were a kid, the pain of being bullied, the cruelty that was on a cellular level, you, you didn't want to go through that. So you had to work through that your desire to be yourself was stronger than staying in your false sense of comfort. Like you yes. opened your superhero costume, you were like, fuck it, sorry, Google and YouTube, but there's no better <laughs> word for it. So um, I think we have to say that we've used that word now, but I can't think of a better word for it. And what we want to do with today's show with Beck and I in this conversation is where can you have that bleep bleep F-U-C-K moment where you just go, I've this, I have dimmed my light too long I have played the game too long I have masked too long and I I mean we've all got the story and we've you know yeah. and so 
we just might not look like it from the outside, but we see ourselves so differently from the inside. Very much so. Like, Nikki, even I've been with my fiance now, soon to be husband, depending on when this episode does drop, but for the best part of five and a half years. And I remember him coming home one day. It was the heat of Australian summer. It was 38 degrees outside. And him going to me, why are you still wearing hair? I'm like, because that's what I do. And he went, but you could just take that off because you must be really hot. It was in that moment that I realized that regardless of whether I was going out or not, I would still get up, put my makeup on, put my hair on, get ready just in case. That was an always just in case. And so there's between those niggling moments of the people around me that go, just do it, just do it. And when I did post that photo, or the first photo, when I I shared it publicly, both on my personal pages and my professional pages, my mum's comment was quite simply, that's my girl. I was like, so she's been waiting for it for a while as well. Like, really, really interesting. Nobody around you was forcing you, they were encouraging you. And Mm. I think that's really beautiful. And if you're listening to this as well, because we want you to write down what I always say to my clients and customers, and I just filmed a little short clip before here. I was like, if you want to get coaching or if you want to do a course, if you want to do a book, don't go and start something unless you're prepared to change if you want it and then have the intent and then show up and then actually engage with whoever is giving you that advice. But what I thought was the result of when you do that is an extraordinary sense of freedom because all of a sudden it's like you are in flow because you are not living your life according to because of with all these expectations. So it's really like shedding so many layers, like a phoenix rising. So do you feel now the premise of making things easy is really the basis of this discussion? How have things become easier for you that you stepped up to your full self? You know what? Energetically speaking, the whole shit, there has been a mighty shift in just that flow of energy and the way business has, for me, business has grown, how relationships have flourished. It's opened me up to deeper conversations with people that I never thought I'd have conversations with. It has meant, I've actually had clients send me messages to just to say thank you because they also have the same condition and they're not prepared to let anyone see it. So it's almost become that, oh, okay, I'm a little bit of a safety net and encouragement for others. But also in doing this, you know, I don't have to worry about, I mean, let's take easy right down to sort of fundamentals. I don't need to bother washing and drying my hair anymore. That's a huge amount of time. Not that I did it personally. I was outsourcing it like dry cleaning because I found that quite entertaining. But the minutes back in my day, the hours back in my week of all these things that I used to do, I can now put into other places. I can go for those longer walks, read that book, listen to that podcast. And so it's just in me making me go, oh, my shoulders probably dropped three inches just in doing it and putting it out there. It's really hard to describe that huge energetic shift. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of if I look at it from a business perspective, I've been in business for 10 years and the year that I chose to go hair free, I hit seven figures. Like there's got to be something in that. Well, I think it's probably a culmination of everything. You know, that happened for me when I, I think my life has been just, just Nikki, we just, you know, like my mom used to pack (laughs) 
imaginary, she used to pack school lunches for my imaginary friends because I have this deep intuitive gift that I never really talk about. So I can see in high definition and like a mediumship, but accurate, accurately. And so it's quite alarming and I had to get used to it. But my perception was, you, you know, you had to be like 60 years old and have a turban and beads everywhere. And, and in the last couple of years where I just, and I'm still working on it, this year will probably be the biggest year for me in terms of coming out, if you like, with my yeah. full, you know, well, I've just got a new trucker hat with I-D-G-A-F and you can work out what that means later. I'll tell you at the, uh, when we're not recording, <laughs> I'll send you one. But that, that it's an evolution. And I think that's what I'm touching on with this ramble is that you're ready when you're ready. Yeah, and you can't force it. No, and the you combination of that seven figure and that sustainable business happens because the foundations are solid because you haven't changed what you're doing. You've just evolved. And that's why I always say to people, you're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater when you work on becoming your best self. It's an evolution. A fake through is switching and turning and trying to reinvent yourself. So I hate the term reinvent yourself. I hate the strong word. I dislike it because I think we have to encourage people to evolve, which means all the work you've done, all your experiences, all your story, all your hours of doing what you're doing have built you to be the expert as yourself. You are the expert as Rebecca Saunders. You are doing what you love in the way that you love. So it's a combination of things. So when people say, grow fast to seven figures, whether or not you can sustain that business, that, I mean, good for you. But I think when, once you've got there through the foundations, that can't be taken away from you. No, not at all. And it's a never evolving, you're putting bricks on bricks on bricks. It is building on that foundation and it's an evolvement. You're right. It's, it's not a reinvent. And one of the things that I wrote about when we were just pre-recording was I would say we're addicted to resistance. We, we assume that there's going to be a roadblock. We assume that it's going to be hard work. So we need to rechange our subconscious programming, you know, my whole adage of thought tinder. Mm. So how do you use some of the principles that we've spoken about on radical self-belief to be radically accountable for what you think about? Because you don't ever get rid of those thoughts of self-doubt, but you see them right. and you don't pick them up off the baggage carousel, right? Yeah, so I think there's always those elements that go around. You just don't pick them up. I am very fortunate in that I don't have that niggling voice on my shoulder that goes, but what if? Uh, But, mm, are you sure? It doesn't sit on my shoulder. It comes from people around me, so you have to be very mindful of who you're sharing things with, who you let Mm -hmm. in those inner circles, because, you know, people can project their own anxieties, their own worries on you and that can rub off and and get you second guessing yourself but I count myself very lucky that that is a gift that I've got that I don't think very many people possess because for me it's like oh stop it like well let's just sit figure it out and see what happens I mean yeah I wouldn't have gone on a plane to Australia 10 years ago with a passport and a dream to live here if I didn't think it was possible and for a, a long long time I've had above the mirror at home every, you know nothing's impossible. The word itself says I'm possible, you know? Yeah. So I think that there's a lot to be said for, the, for manifestation, for just being very conscious of who's around you and who you let in for those conversations. And sometimes that can be really, really hard because it could be family members. It could be, you know, school friends that you've had for decades, but if they're not serving you and supporting you, 
kind of have to let them go or at least limit your exposure to them because it's only going to dull you down and slow you down because it will always be the stuff that they put on you that makes it hard. And I just don't have time for Debbie Downers. I just, I just don't have time for it. Do you, do you believe that because of the strength and the resilience, for a better word, that you've had to deploy as a child to overcome things, that you've got a built-in mechanism that has given you that self-belief, determination, and sense of taking risks? And when Do you feel that you attract that same in your clients? I always talk about legacy clients because when you're aligned in your own frequency, then you just have the right clients you work with and it just mm-hmm. fires on all cylinders because you're sure of who you are. So do you feel that even though some clients are nervous about video, they're happily to take risks and to give it a go? Completely. Yeah, 100%. It's, yeah, I'm all around making it easy, living, making it frictionless, whether it's my life or video for my clients or even making video for me. Making it right. like I've got a video production company when I can't actually use the big fancy cameras or edit. You know, like it's, it's just been, well, how do we make this happen? How can I make it easier? How can I make it fun? Mm. Like I think it needs to be fun. And I think if, if you can be very confident and comfortable in yourself, that obviously projects to your clients and they're confident in themselves. And all you really need to be able to, or all I really need to be able to do is get them to have fun in front of the camera for them to deliver their content in the best way possible. If I can take that stress away and ensure that they don't feel the pressure, that they're just being themselves, that they're prepared and planned and I've answered the questions if they've got them, then the whole process is super easy and just takes their stress away. And I think regardless of what avenue you work in or what you're trying to do in professionally or personally, if you can just take that stress and that friction away, oh, it's massive. Like just yeah. in, yeah, it's, it's huge. I think you've got to be open to just accepting that things can be stress-free. Like I always write stress is not a co-requisite for success. We're addicted to believing it is. On, off the back of this, just at the end too, when we go through, we've touched on the fact that we're addicted to catastrophizing, but when you can recognize that, you can start to break the cycle. So in order to do that, you have to have courage and conviction to really step up and look yourself in the mirror and go, if I couldn't fail, if I could do anything, if I could be free of judgment, and then you've got to take those steps to actually follow through and do that. Secondly, the fact of you're going to get possibly niggly voices from people around you, even if your self-belief is strong, so choose your team and your pet crew wisely. And, you know, I always think you don't have to tell everyone everything. Uh, That's actually a rite of passage and it's also a privilege of who you confide in. And I think that's part of emotional maturity as well. And I just want to touch the last thing on the sense of freedom from judgment. Because one of the things that I talk about with people is we've got to stop shaming and blaming, but we have to lead by example on that. And that it doesn't matter if you're judging yourself harshly, you've got to undo all the work of those years where there's been bullying or, and realize that that is your past, but you don't have to take it into your future. So getting, doing video and um, getting people to do photo shoots and standing up to be their best selves is a great icebreaker to allow people to continue to take that passion and integrity and courage and then transfer that into other areas of life. What are your two tips for anyone listening to this that wants to dive into video, doesn't have a big budget, wants to do it from home? I know I'm getting super practical, but I did ask my tribe 
what yeah. would you like to hear from Rebecca? And Sarah has said, what lighting do you use on your, if you're recording off your laptop? So she's just starting an online program. Yeah. And she wants to know how you look so bright without lots of fancy lighting equipment. <laughs> this is my secret hack, but I'll share it with you right here. Um, I, use, I use Google. And what I mean by using Google, I make everything really small at the top of my screen, even when I've got my laptop and I put the Google homepage on my computer and turn the brightness up really high. <laughs> Wait, Google homepage? Just it's white, right? It's just a white screen. Google homepage and you turn everything up. Okay, I'm going to try this. Oh, really bright. Google homepage, Google search, and then you turn the brightness up. Yeah. I don't even know where that is. On your, on your computer keyboard. What, I don't, I don't, mm, oh, top oh, yeah. left on a Mac. Yeah. I've got that. That's you just turn that really okay, high. So you just turn that. That's your backdrop. There you go. That is yeah. a hack from our gorgeous Rebecca. So Sarah, <laughs> so she says, through, turn yeah. your, just go Google white background and turn your little sunshine up on your PC or your Mac and you're done. That's number just, one. Okay. That, that's that's number hack. one. <laughs> I mean, if you do want to invest in equipment, you know, I'm all for making videos using what you've got. So you can always sit in front of a window so that the window is giving you natural light. If you do want to go and look at what the different options of lighting are, rebeccasaunders.com forward slash DIY. It's a checklist. It's a download. It goes from literally peanuts to thousands of dollars. So pick your budget, decide where you want to play. I'd recommend start small. Start small, play, and then invest. We may have just you know, tip someone over the edge here of actually thinking about investing in some video production mm. and working with an authentic person that doesn't just treat you as a number. And I know, Beck, you and your team are really care about the results and taking your clients on a authentic customer journey. How can people work with you? Can you do videos remotely? How do you do virtual production for people that may be listening to this all over the world? I know we have People in the States, United Kingdom, Singapore, New Zealand, as well as all of Australia are on the show. So what if they would go, I really want to work with Rebecca. She completely motivates me to create a series of videos, but I'm here. Is there a way to produce videos virtually with people? Yes. And I love that. And that fills me with so much joy because there's two ways of working virtually together. The first is to go through my program, the Video Accelerator, which runs three times a year. And in doing that, we'll teach you across six weeks how to plan your videos, script them, film and edit them, and then leverage that content, right? So that also includes, if you're a speaker, how you go about collecting all of that speaker footage and putting it into a showreel without wasting a heap of time. So we touch on all those points, make sure that your backdrop is set up correctly. I get you to do test runs and give you feedback for that. And as part of that program, you're, you're set up perfectly. Yeah, I can see you looking around. As part of that, that, you can, you know, once you're in that program, it's the only place I offer it is you get the chance to book a one-on-one with my team of ninjas and they'll help you develop and build your own studio. So that's really, really fun and really exciting. And then if you're already creating videos, which I know a lot of people already are, but they get stuck on the editing piece. I do work, I've got editing services that we work with you to ensure that you're filming it correctly so that the whole process is easy and then you send us footage we'll edit it and send it back there you go Um, this was not a pre-rehearsed question by the way I was just I always like to put myself in the seat of people that are listening and watching the show and 
you know, we, I like to have people go, well, I would love to do that and be able to immediately take action. So whether that's a tip that we've told you about overcoming catastrophizing things or how to set up your own in-home studio or working with Beck to do virtual videos, there really is nothing that's impossible, but you've got to make sure that you're bringing your full self. And, you know, working with people like myself or Beck or anyone who's an expert in their profession we are, in a way, therapists to help you become your best self because we will go hunt down any roadblocks that are having you stand in your own way Very of your brilliance. Because, so. And that's the thing is shining the light on other people's brilliance is what you do best. So one mantra that you want to leave with the guest today, what's your personal mantra? We know nothing is impossible, but what's another yeah. little nugget that we could leave with people? So I think for me, I live life if I'm not like, I don't know. Can I swear on the podcast? We've done it once already. It's a F yes or it's a hell no. And that's the way that I make my decisions. So if we're in, we are all in. If yeah. I am out, I'm all out. I'm never half and half. So I think for me, that's been an incredible, incredible way to live life. And I've done it now for the last three or four years. So you're either in it and you're committed to it all, or you're out and it's okay. Don't worry about it anymore. So I think if you're on that cusp and you're listening to this now going, okay, I'm ready to dive into video. What do I do? One thing I just want you to take away and remember is don't go and look at other people's videos. Look back at your number one video and go, oh, I look terrible. I sound terrible. It looks awful. I'm not putting it out because you're comparing your video one to someone's video 10,000 and it's all in the practice keep going, keep trying, keep practicing. And if you do want to have a little bit of fun, scroll back through people's YouTube channels or their social content, like right back to where they're started and look at the difference. And I think that in itself is going to give you the confidence to try it and keep going. Exactly, Beck. Thank you so much. Wise words on getting your video mojo on with the video ninja herself, Rebecca Saunders. You can find out more about Beck on rebeccasaunders.com. We hope you've inspired you today to take a step of courage in your own direction, to stop catastrophizing because that is a wasted energy, to be present, uh, to use the terms of radical self-belief and extreme accountability to go, my life is what I'm going to design it to be and to release all resistance from that area and look at the results of that. If you want more information, you can head to the show notes on nikkifogdemore.com. This will be live on Radical Self-Belief, the Mojo Maker podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google, all of it. It's all there for you for free as well as please come subscribe and like on our YouTube channel, Vitality Coach TV. We'll be doing two weekly videos there and also they're really like live coaching sessions with me because I wanted to take you behind the scenes and teach you how I work with my clients and give you immediate tools that you can put directly into your day to make sure that you feel radically empowered for sustainable success. So Beck, thank you so much. Can't wait to see the wedding photos. Have a fabulous (laughs) day. And for all of you listening to the show and tuning in, we appreciate you. We love your comments, likes, and subscribes. And without that, we really wouldn't feel so connected and engaged to creating radical value and ensuring that you get people that create opportunities for you to feel seen, heard, and significant. So I'm Nikki Fogdemore. This is Radical Self-Belief, the Mojo Maker podcast. Until next time, you stay healthy, wealthy, and wise. Well, thank you so much for joining, listening, and engaging in Radical Self-Belief, the Mojo Maker podcast. Drop me a like, share, and subscribe to Nikki Fogdemore 
on YouTube as well as across all the podcast channels and my website, nikkifogdemore.com for Monday Mojo exclusive emails from me each week. And don't forget to use the code podcast10 for 10% off any of my books when you shop online at nikkifogdemore.com. Until next time, you stay healthy, wealthy, and wise. And remember, you are in the driver's seat of life.